Good work, Joshua. Look, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, you know? Keep on keeping on and all that shit. A baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. We can have coffee and cake after this if you'd like. Oh, we could. I'll go home and go back to bed. Do you want a cider? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look at them. It's cold. They look fucking frozen. No. Trent, they're frozen. Frozen. Squeeze it. I can't, because it's fucking frozen, that Trent. That one's frozen. That one's frozen. Here you go, have this one. It's not frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Put that one on the window still. That one will calm itself down a little bit. <clears throat> Alright, have you got a, um... I've got one for this. Really? Yeah. What is it? Well... I'm allowed to use it. We're talking about men in black. Here come the men in black. Deal with aliens. Hmm, they do. What other cult also believes in aliens? History Channel. Scientology. It's the Cult of Popularity Podcast. And welcome back, coppers, to the Cult of Popularity Podcast. The only cult that doesn't believe that our existence started from fucking aliens. We're not fucking them. Yeah, I did realise after I said it that I now need to make a distinction between the fact that didn't start by fucking aliens. It just didn't start by aliens. Right. Good distinction. But Very yes, good. you're right. We are back. Back again. This week, we are... What a good mix. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the mix we've got to this week. So we've got God of War game franchise. We have got the uh, Men in Black movie franchise. Another great franchise. And we've also got the Netflix original White Gold, which you actually put me onto and... I'm a big fan of. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. But we'll get into that. We will. Movie? Yeah. All right. Movies let's, it is. Men in Black. Let's keep the Mibs. it up. Men in Black what? The Mibs. The Mibs? Yeah. Yeah. M-R-B's. M-R-B's, because here come the men in black. What a banger that song is. It was. Like, I'm pretty sure... No, it is. I'm pretty sure Will Smith used his Fresh Prince, you know... Uh, persona which he also produced music under with jazzy jeff all the movies that he made after fresh prince and like got big in hollywood all tied into his movies all not music, all not all of them all but he all he, he well, did a make lot of the songs he did he used in his he, movies. yeah he tied them in somehow to his movies yeah which really was it was a good move by i'm him. pretty sure he's done men in black mm. for men for the men in black movie wild wild west for the movie funnily enough Wild Wild, Wild West. West. I'm pretty sure he uses Switch in the movie Hitch as well. Yeah, right. I don't know. That's a bit bit later on, isn't it? Yeah. He's trying to revive his his music career. (laughs) He should just stop. You know, oddly, funnily enough, Will Smith actually wanted to be like a really, like, full-on gangster rapper, like, say, like, fucked up shit. And he had like a book full of rhymes and stuff. And I think it was like his grandmother found it and she got really upset and like told him off and went, like off ahead of him and so like she gave him the old guilt trip of like it's really disappointing and blah 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 and so uh he decided that he wouldn't he wouldn't use the profanities anymore pretty sure that's why she sent him to bel-air yeah he was getting mixed up with some didn't want her grandson becoming no gang banger yeah from the hood that's why she said you're moving with the auntie and uncle in bel-air yeah well that's actually his mother even yeah. though it, she's portrayed as like this old fucking, and then looks nothing like that when she comes into the show in the uh, opening credits. Uh, but anyway, we digress. We do the Men in Black movie franchise, uh, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. 
Um, actually based on Malibu slash Marvel comic book series called, funnily enough, The Men in Black. It is. And it was a bit, a bit of a tie-in to a lot of the comics sort of stuff in the movies, but they sort of also made the movies mm. not 100% based on the comics as well. Yeah, they did. But I, I just found it interesting. I thought it was an original concept. Um, I did not realise it was actually based on a comic book series at all. Funnily enough, uh, when the director went to Tommy Lee Jones, Jones was a bit unsure about doing it, but then was actually convinced to come on board because of how true that or how like how well they were treating the comic material. Yeah, okay. And I doesn't like Tommy Lee Jones doesn't strike me as a person that would read comics. No, maybe he doesn't read comics, but potentially went to the source material to find out, you know, what it was based on. He and does, compared he it to the script that would, that would take like. Like, he takes his roles very seriously. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Pure speculation. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm also the sort of person that does believe that he, he would have copies of it lying around his household. But I wouldn't be surprised if he went back and had a look at the source material. Yeah. And was impressed by the fact that they've actually been faithful to it. And Sonnenfeld actually didn't want to work with Tommy Lee Jones at first. He seemed like a real grumpy, difficult to deal with person to work with. But then they actually said it was one of his favourite, and he actually said it was like, well, they were one of his best people to work with. Like, he, he really enjoyed it. Yeah, look at him. He was the Joker. He was. No, he wasn't. No, he was Two-Face. Sorry, two my face. bad. My bad. That was Jack Nicholson. That was Jack Nicholson. Uh, originally, though, it was put forward for uh, Clint Eastwood to play... Clint. K. Yeah, right. Don't know about that. Yeah, he turned it down. He, he wasn't real sure about it either. Chris O'Donnell was actually put forward to play Jay as well. And the director tricked him out of playing Jay by saying, I don't think the movie is going to be very successful. Oh, that's dogging the boys right there. Well, considering Chris O'Donnell had just come off of the two worst Batmans of all time, it's probably for the best. Uh, apparently, Sonnenfeld wasn't the original director they had in mind. They shopped around for directors as well. One of them being John Landis, who directed another movie that we've discussed previously, which was The Blues Brothers. Yeah, right. And I don't think he wanted to do, essentially, the Blues Brothers, but with aliens. Mm. Guys in black suits, <laughs> white <laughs> shirts, black ties, shades. <laughs> no hats. No hats, true, true. Yeah, even Tarantino was thrown in the mix. It would have been a completely <laughs> different franchise if it was yeah. Tarantino. It would have been way different if Tarantino did it. It would have been very fucking dark, too. I reckon. A bit more gore. It would have been a nice twist at the end, though, I'm sure. Oh, of course. Speaking of gore, they actually blew up like a thing like a twenty-five gallon drum of blue goo for that scene at the start of the first movie where he shoots that alien and it just covers everything in that blue gooey shit. But thing I liked about it was it was just like it was just they were just fun movies. You weren't watching them for the the seriousness of it all. No, certainly not. You were watching it for you know it was, it was a good bit of a laugh. I really like the scene where you know, at the start of the first one where Will Smith jumps off that bridge and he's chasing that guy into that bus load of people, like it's like an open-air bus. Hmm. He jumps in there and he's like, just be raining black people in New York. <laughs> Apparently that was completely ad-libbed as well. He just was just like, threw that nice. in there and they liked it. This is actually a good line. Just be raining black people in New York. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I agree with you, definitely. They're, they're, they're meant to be fun films. Like, a bit of action in there. Nice mix of co- action, comedy. Yeah. Well, it's still the highest grossing buddy comedy film, the first one. Well, it might have been the, yeah, the first one is the highest grossing buddy comedy film of all time. Second behind it is Rush Hour. I think it's Rush Hour 1 and 2. Yeah, okay. And then Men in Black 
two and three fill out the top five. I sometimes think that people make these categories up like, how can we make this seem like it's way better than it really is? Not saying it's bad, but what genre can we make up to put this under? That would then make it the best. I mean, like Jane thought that Bob is the highest grossing movie featuring two stoners, one the fat guy in a trench coat that doesn't speak. Yeah, exactly. That is oddly specific. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is, yeah, I get what you mean. But actually when it came out, it was the third highest grossing movie that year. Okay. Second highest was... Where did that come out? Jurassic World, Lo- Jurassic Park, Lost World, sorry. Not Jurassic World, that came out a lot later. Mm. Jurassic Park. 97? Uh, 97. And then the movie that came out that was the highest grossing, grossing movie for a long time was Titanic, also came out that year. Ew. So, bit of stiff competition for him. I hate the ending of Titanic. Yeah. It's like, we already know what's going to happen. We already know what's going to happen, and she was a selfish bitch, and there was fucking heaps of room in that door. Mate, she could have saved Leo if she had wanted to. She fucking definitely could have done. She's a selfish bitch. She was. She wanted some, like, tragic story to go back and tell the kids. Well, essentially, it's just a story of some chick that got some Harlot. Dick, some harlot that got some dick on a cruise and then murdered the guy that fucked her. Mm. Essentially. She could have saved his life. Let's call a spade a spade. Murder by neglect. Mm-hmm. Just selfishness, really. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, getting back on track. Good cast, especially in the first one. You've got Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, Rip Torn. You've got Vincent D'Onfrio. Vincent D'Onfrio in the first one. Yeah, he's the dude that gets the fucking cockroach in him. Yeah. Uh, was he? Yeah. Or am I thinking the second one? And Linda Fiorentino, who actually, actually won her role in the movie in a poker game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Playing against the director. So that's a little bit, a little bit of trivia for you there. Apparently Vincent D'Onfrio went through hell when they were making that movie, like the scene where at the start or towards the start where his wife, after he'd been possessed by the alien hmm. and his wife's like, you know, be happy or smile or something. And he grabs the back of his head and he pulls it up. Yeah. And like his face, apparently like had to like do like silk things on his face, like bits of silk on his face that he could pull and stretch and make it look sort of like that. And it looking like six hours and they'd glue it all over his face. And it was a real pain in the ass. And then the sugar water that he drank, with like all the sugar. Apparently, it took him 15 takes to get that scene right. And so he'd scullin' this sugar water 15 times and had a massive sugar rush by the end of it, apparently. Fucking nice, I reckon. Which is, you know, good on him. Good on him for getting in and having a dip. Cause yeah, you got the first one where Will Smith's brought into the fold because KS had to retire his partner because his partner was getting too old. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Second one, it's Will Smith trying to bring... K back. Jay trying to bring K back. Third one... Third one's what really the weird. What fuck happened in the third one? I don't know if I've seen the third one. Is like some super space criminal alien dude breaks out and then they have to travel back in time to that's do right. shit mm. and stop him. The and that's main, when Jay learns more about K. And he's going to his, his yeah, 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 yeah. And the bad guy in that, the main bad guy, is Jermaine Clements from Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you fucking go. I was also looking through here. Some men in black too. Originally had uh, David Quip uh, involved, but he left to go work on the Spider Man. Um, well, that'll be time. Tobey Maguire Spider Spider Man. Uh, yeah, where he shot weird white extra out of his wrists. Um, they later brought on 
uh, Barry Fanaro, who revised the script written by Robert Gordon, who who then added all the pop culture references, uh, which was something that Robert Gordon had actually deliberately avoided. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like it makes the film a little bit more sustainable over time, having more the pop culture references in it. It does. And then when they're talking about, like... They make references to certain people being a- being aliens, like certain actors and, and things like that. It also, it's a good little, makes you, or it sort of makes you feel more immersive, like, you know, like, you know, that could be the case. You know, these people could be aliens. You wouldn't know. Mm. And it, it sort of sucks you in a little bit with that as well, which is good. I like that. Apparently, the, well, actually, there's not nothing apparent about it. When the first film came out, the sale of Ray-Bans tripled. <laughs> Obviously, they wear the Ray-Bans in the movie. Uh, but they had to paint over the Ray-Ban uh, symbol. So, it wasn't re- like reflecting yeah. off the cameras and stuff. And Ray-Ban still wanted to get their, their plug in. So, Will Smith gives them a shout-out in the actual song, the theme song, Men in Black. Uh, so, that's how they still get their, their shout-out. Yeah, right. You probably would have made a bit of coin from that as well. I reckon so. Some free Ray Bans. Nothing wrong with selling out. He probably still gets free Ray Bans. I don't know if you saw this, but back in 2014, uh, Sony was actually planning to make a crossover between Men in Black and Jump Street. Oh, that's why I fucked up. Top five buddy comedy movies. It wasn't Rush Hour 1 and 2. It was Rush Hour and it was 21 Jump Jump Street. Number three is 21 Jump Street. Yeah, that would have been different. Uh, It was, yeah. Apparently, though, five years down the track, January 2019, it was reported that the project was no longer in development. Uh, still, would have been... I don't know. I don't know how I would have felt about seeing that. It would have been weird. I did like the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies. Although they were actually pretty good. I didn't have high hopes for them. Maybe that's why I thought they were so good. I went in with low expectations. Ice Cube did a lot of heavy lifting in those movies as well, <laughs> though. He's very funny. I think, uh, you know, even after, what was it, Men in Black International? Is that the one with Chris Hemsworth and whoever it was? Oh, uh, the chick that played Valkyrie in... Uh, in- Marvel, Marvel films, yeah. I mean, oh, and that was a bomb. Was but uh, it was a bomb. But uh, both Will Smith and Tom Lee Jones have both said that they would consider uh, re- returning and appearing in a Men in Black 4 film. That'd be cool. Tom Lee's getting on a bit now, though. He is. Well, apparently he had a lot of fun. He, he, said, he said it would be easy to pick up where we left off. We know what we're doing. We know how to do it. It's just a hell of a lot of fun. I don't know how you could not have fun, though, working with Will Smith. He seems like he'd be a pretty fun guy to be around. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon it's showing, like, especially if he keeps, uh, if he's still like he was, like, when you used to see the bloopers and, like, the outtakes at the end of Fresh Prince. If he still hasn't lost that, I reckon it would be a hell of a lot of fun to work with on set. So, apparently, the climax of the second film was originally to take place at the site of the World Trade Center. It had to be changed after... Awkward. Yeah, after September 11. Uh, that wasn't... It's a very common theme. A lot of people, like a lot of movies apparently really liked filming scenes at the World Trade Center. Well, they look cool. This, they looked cool. Correct. They did look cool. Yeah, they actually had to refilm it. They'd actually already filmed it too. If anyone's wondering, the actual name of the Ray-Bans used are the Predator 2. Predator never wore Ray-Bans? No. Maybe Arnie did. Maybe. Well, I actually have a figure here too for the Ray-Bans. Oh, they, Ray-Ban actually said that the sales of their Predator 2 sunglasses tripled to $5 million. It's a lot of money. That is quite indeed a lot of money. Was there a Men in Black video game? I actually think there was. I feel like there was. I don't think I ever played it, but I, I'm sure there would have had to have been... I feel like it was... No, it'd be too late to be on something like Sega, wouldn't it? Too late for that. 
PS, PS1. Obviously, it wasn't that memorable. No. For all of our, our animal-loving friends out there, there were actually no animals or insects harmed in the making of the first film. Uh, even where the cockroaches and everything like that, to simulate the squashing of the cockroaches and like their guts coming out, Will Smith was actually stamping on mustard packets. Yellow, I guess. Like guts. Like a bug. Pussy looking thing. Interesting. But yeah. It's, um, I remember cause I remember going to the, the first movie with my dad. Me and we went and watched Men in Black 1. And it was so good. I was like, this is awesome. As a kid, I was like, fuck, this is off its head. Like special effects. I was like, whoa. And you watch it now and you're like, they still hold up all right. But they're, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty dated. Nah, those are good jokes now, like the noisy cricket and stuff like that. Yeah, that was gold. Loved that. Don't press the red button. We're going to rate this bad boy. Mm, we should. We're doing the franchise, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I am going to give it... I'm going to give it three neuralizers out of five. Ooh. I'll give it three and a half neuralizers, just because I've got a little childhood memory associated to it. And But yeah, with International being such a flop, I haven't even watched it. I don't think I ever will. I doubt I will too. I don't want it to sully the memory the franchise but moving on from Men in Black who starred Rip Torn to a games franchise that also starred Rip Torn God of War God of War Kratos Kratos Rip Torn was not Kratos just just putting that out there no no he was not Rip Torn was Hephaestus blacksmith of the gods did the voice of him he gets kind of screwed over Kratos isn't a very nice he's not a very nice person no, he's not. He does some pretty fucked up shit. He just wants to get revenge, man. He just doesn't get fucked. He's a very, very angry man. But yeah, he's just brutal in his execution of whatever he, of getting his revenge. For those of you haven't, that haven't played God of War, brief rundown. Kratos was a great Spartan warrior, the captain of the Spartan army, in a battle, about to die. So he sings out to Ares, the God of War, to save him in this battle and he'll dedicate himself to Ares. Ares does that, fuses the chains of chaos to his arms as like a constant reminder of his servitude. And then he becomes the killing machine for Ares. Ares sends him into this temple to kill all these people in the temple. Doesn't tell him that he's teleported or transported his wife and daughter, Kratos' wife and daughter, into the temple. Tricks him into killing his wife and daughter in a blood in a blind rage. Brutal. Brutal. So then Kratos is like, well, now I'm going to fucking kill you. So then... He kills Ares, and then Zeus doesn't like the fact that Kratos is getting too powerful, so he's like, I'm going to kill you, so then Kratos is like, nah, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. Kratos has pretty much kills all the Greek gods and the Titans, basically. Well, doesn't he enlist the help of the Titans, though, to help him? At first, but then Gaia Oh, that's right, at the third him. one, yeah, and says, no, this wasn't about you, it was about us. Yeah, and so he's and like, well, you can all die as yeah. well. Mm. Some of the ways, he, some of the kills are fucking crazy. Like when you're battling the messenger god Hermes, who's known for his speed, Kratos cuts his feet off and then takes his sandals so he has like super speed. Mm. And then Helios, you rip his head off and use it as a lantern for the rest of the game, which is an odd lantern. Kill Hercules, kill everybody. Kill Hercules? Yeah, Hera. She starts mouthing off and so. She does. She says some, shut a trap, eh? She says some pretty horrible things to Kratos. Doesn't really justify him scruffing her by the neck and then squeezing till it snaps, but... But yeah, I mean, he took no prisoners. Took no prisoners at all. Now, I have actually been playing 
in preparation of this because I've played through the original trilogy and most of Ascension. I gave up on Ascension though; I wasn't a fan. Mm, did read that Ascension pro- was almost a series killer for the franchise, really. Mm. But then there was the 2018 reboot. It's weird because it it is a reboot, but it's also a continuation of the actual original story as well. Yes, yeah. it's a. It's interesting. It is. It's an, it's an interesting way they've done it. But it's... I don't know. Like, I started playing it and I was like, no, oh, yeah, this isn't too bad. It's not, you know, it's not exactly like the God of War, the God of War I remember playing and things like that. But then as you play through it, it's got more sort of RPG elements and stuff with it. Now that you've got skill trees, you've got to fill out correctly and upgrade your, your equipment and all of that, which is a lot more fun. But the story's really good. And Kratos now is he's still his very abrupt angry self but he's he's got a son now and his wife his new wife died and they're trying to take her ashes to, to the highest point in the realm to scatter them mm. and he he's got to be more of a softer side now like he's got a real soft spot for the boy even though he's very hard on him tough love you know well that's just his way uh spoilers obviously because I, I haven't completed the game yet so there's but- where i have to be careful as well because i read up on it and potentially I know more about what happens in the storyline than what you do. You probably do. But there's a scene when they've gone to this to the realm of light and Atreus says he can hear his mother's voice. Kratos is like, You're being foolish, don't you know, let a memory blind you and then he goes he steps into this like pillar of light thing, Kratos does, and gets um gets lured in by her voice. And he, he thinks he's only there for a couple of seconds, but he's actually been there for ages. And Atreus pulls him out. And then when they're leaving, Atreus makes a comment about how he actually cares and misses his mother. And Kratos basically says to him, you know, one of us has to stay focused to keep us alive. Do not mistake that as my lack of pain. And, like, savages him, like, mm. pull your head in, you little prick, basically. Mm. But their, their dynamic is great, and you can see he gets sort of more and more pride in Atreus as they go along. It's interesting. I think you may have missed the... I'm not sure if you said it or not, but the original three games were Kratos exacting his and taking his revenge on um, the Greek gods. Um, whereas this new reboot continuation of the series, they've now um, travelled into the realms of, of the Norse. So they're, Norse actually, they're actually taking on yeah gods of the Norse mythology now. Yeah. Which is pretty I, cool. I, I think I that's actually, that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually really cool uh, direction to take it in as well. Because I've also read that potentially, if they mean they do continue making more games, they may then actually look at um, taking or taking Kratos to other other parts of the world where he can take on gods of other mythologies. I think um, it's been speculated that potentially he could go to Egypt and fight Egyptian gods and potentially even the old um, ancient the Mayans. I'm pretty Mind. sure it was. Yeah, I don't know about because I don't know much about. Mayan mythology like I know a bit about Norse and I know a fair bit about Greek mythology and a little bit about Egyptian but I don't know anything about Mayans and their gods same sort same shit different smell pretty much oh he got what Odin well Zeus and Thor are probably closely related as being similar than Zeus and Odin Zeus and Odin even though Odin's the nah, be Zeus and Odin, Hercules and Thor would be I would say would be more yeah similar in comparison but yeah, they've got the the different sort of things, but they're just under different names essentially. Yeah, they're all like that. 
The, Ro- the Romans literally, if copyright infringement was around back in the days of old, like Romans literally just went, oh yeah, we'll just rename them and their planets, planet names. Yep. Done. There we go. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, it's one thing I found when I was playing through, just randomly playing through Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the pronunciation they were using in ancient Greece. So like Hercules was Heracles. Hmm. And Hera was Hera. Zeus was still Zeus. Zeus. Oh, Zeus. No, I don't know. I don't think you can oh. say Zeus any other way. Jesus. Jesus. Nah, that's Jesus. That is Jesus. That's Mexican Jesus. Mm, no, that's, that's Middle Eastern Jesus. People actually call their kids Jesus, though, like in Mexico. But it's spelled Jesus, yeah. But it's spelled Jesus. Yeah. But it's Jesus. 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 Yeah. Anyway, getting back to God of War. Pretty popular series, like it's a lot of people have either heard of it or played it at least. Yeah, I've played it a little bit. Um, not much. I think I played the third one remastered more than any of them. And even then I didn't play it that far. Um, has a lot of a lot of elements in the games which you've seen many times before. Very reminiscent of just about any sort of hack and slash game. There's not in that regard. I don't think anything sets it apart. Any other yeah. hack and slash that you will play, more it than the is, story it's the story that makes it more compelling that you want to keep playing it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It does you know, draw you in with the story. One thing I did like in the new game or the new, the latest game is if you kill an enemy by like kicking them over a cliff or something like that. You shout, "This is Sparta!" No, that would be cool, but. Uh, whatever loot they have still gets credited to you. Like, you don't lose it because you could you kick them well, into you an unattainable era, area. You should. You should lose the loot. But well, it's I'd good rather, that you I'd don't. rather keep the loot. But you should. You should. But it's a good little feature. Now, there's been talks for a very long time about a God of War film. Uh, yeah, there have been. Um, talks, scrappings, talks again. I mean, what this goes back as far as uh, 2005... So, 15 years ago, they were talking about turning the games into a movie. They had the guy from... I can't remember his name. The guy from Blood Diamond? Uh, Daniel Craig. No, not Daniel Craig. Blood Diamond? The African guy. Oh, so not Leonardo DiCaprio. No, not Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and he was in Never Back Down. He was in that as well. But he was going to play... Originally, touted to play Kratos at one point, which he actually looks like facial features-wise... Looks like Kratos from the original games. Yeah, right, okay. Because uh, I've got here that in September 2010, uh, that script went out uh, a year and a half ago, he said in 2010, to Daniel Craig, uh, but he turns it down. It doesn't explicitly say whether or not he was meant to then be playing Kratos because he would be he would pretty scrawny Kratos. small. Yeah. yeah. Way too small. But now there's talks of it being potentially made as like an R-rated film with Dave Bautista in the role of Kratos. Mm-hmm. Mm, and yeah, and potentially with uh, Stephen S. DeKnight saying that he would uh, be directing it. And yeah, and he's the one that's talked with Sony about making it R-rated. Uh, what, Stephen S. Knight, who directed Pacific Ring Uprising, pretty sure that he's also the creator of Peaky Blinders. Oh, really? Pretty sure. Stephen S. DeKnight, yeah, the name's very familiar. And he's previously worked on uh, Smallville, Black of the Vampire Slayer, and Angel. There you go. And he served, uh, yeah, there we go. So he, and he, he's worked alongside Joss Whedon quite a lot. Makes sense. I don't know about Dave Bautista as Kratos, though. I don't think he's got the right look. He's uh, never worked on Peaky Blinders. I don't know where the fuck I got that from. 
I don't know where you got that from. Do you work on the uh, Netflix Daredevil series, though? He, and he also worked as writer and producer on the Spartacus series for Stars, which was quite good. It was pretty good. And Daredevil was obviously also really good as well. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think based on the fact that he's helped write and produce on Spartacus, I reckon he would actually be a very good fit for God of War. Yeah, definitely. Because that was uh, quite a, a brutal series. It is. It is pretty brutal. Yeah, again, I've got some sort of reservations about Dave Bautista playing Kratos. Although, he is... Because, like, you know, it's, it's risky enough making a video game movie, movie as it is, without, you know, adding in the, the you know, former wrestler, actor <laughs> sort of thing. But, given how well he plays, you know, Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy, he could do a sort of stoic, sort of abrupt, angry sort of guy pretty well. Hmm. And from the talks that, like, Denight has also been having in regards to it, the adaptation would be, apparently, of the the newest game that's come out as well. See, from a look standpoint, I think Triple H would be a better fit for the the look of Kratos, but I don't think he's tall enough. But he's got a better looking... Like he's, got the, he's already got the beard and the bald head, but his acting abilities, well, Blade Trinity was pretty rough. I don't know. I would almost say um, Manu Bennett. I don't know who that is. Mono Bennett, he was pretty sure, if it's who I'm thinking of, I'm pretty sure that's his name, he was actually also in Spartacus. Right. He played, did you watch the f- earlier seasons of Arrow at all? Yes. Guy who played Deathstroke in Oh, Arrow. Mono Bennett, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about now. Well, I don't know why they don't just use the guy that did the voice for Kratos in the most recent God of War. He's a big dude put a beard on him and he'd look the part and his voice would be right. That's uh, one Christopher Judge. Uh, did you ever used to watch Stargate SG-1? Uh, yes. He was Tilk. Yeah, okay. Oh, so he did the voice for Kratos, does he? Yeah. Yeah, right. He took over from the previous uh, voice actor, Terence C. Carson. Uh, one, because um, Sony Santa Monica sort of wanted to go in a different direction creatively i guess but they also wanted to to be a different voice because obviously kratos is older now and more sort of grizzled mm. so they wanted something that's a bit bit closer in line with that and it was it was terence c carson who did it before yeah and then there was there was actually a really good moment at a game awards i can't remember exactly which one it was but it was christopher judge and the little kid that played the voice of atreus whose name escapes me right now, they were presenting an award. And one of the main things that Kratos says to Atreus in God of War is, read it, boy, because Atreus can read the Norse writings better than Kratos can, obviously, because he's from Mm -hmm. the Greek world. So when they were presenting the award, the little kid had the envelope. Christopher Judge is like, and the award goes to, and then there was like a massive pause. And he just turns to him and goes, read it boy and the whole crowd went nuts mm-hmm. it was awesome but they went with christopher judge as well because they wanted him to do the mocap for kratos as well so the voice and the motions fit oh, yeah okay makes sense it does make sense how good was stargate just slightly off topic how good was stargate oddly enough Tilk was my favorite character <laughs> oh 
No, I I ended up preferring Stargate Atlantis a little bit more. I haven't watched that one. I only watched Stargate SG-1 because it was like my dad's favourite show at the time. So we used to watch it together. SG-1 was good, but yeah, I ended up liking Atlantis. I haven't seen it a lot. I had a bit of a crossover with it. Uh, but, I mean, that was where uh, Jason Momoa actually started off. Oh, yeah. So, in a way, they were basically just copies of the characters from SG-1. And Jason Momoa's character was pretty much... You know, in comparison, yeah, to Teok, it was f- from that world. But no, Jason Miles' character was. Did he have the gold that. thing in the middle of his forehead? No, because he was not. Not from was, the same planet, no. but similar. No, it was, it was a different solar system right. entirely. Yeah, they found a gate that took them through to a completely different solar system and found out that. But they were that, that's where the other actors from the other. Series. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, there's not as there's not very many, but yeah, I think there's only like four seasons of Atlantis. But yeah, no, they ended up finding that's, you know, with a whole lost city of Atlantis and stuff. Turns out that it was Stargate that was in a different system. Right. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, no, it's good. Good comic relief for uh, Stargate SG-1. It's done well. Cool. So overall, I would give God of War as a series four Gorgonize out of five. Nice. Um, I'm actually going to pass on writing it. I really have not played enough of to the, have an opinion of it to really give any form of rating on that at all. Does look like fun, though. Fair enough. And from the uh, white-skinned ghost of Sparta to the white windowsill frame selling bastards of white gold. Indeed, and what a little uh, little hidden gem of a comedy series. From England, it is too. Yeah, no, it's definitely you know really good. I hadn't, I'd seen it multiple times and sort of skimmed come past up it in uh, in Netflix. Yeah, like, I was like eh, maybe, maybe I'll watch that, maybe I won't. And then you told me definitely watch it. Then you told me definitely watch it before we do the episode. Yes. And then I was like, there's only twelve episodes. Do yourself a favor. And then when we drew it out. You were like, now you have to watch it. Yeah. So I did. Definitely the first season is a stronger season than... It is. ...the second season. It is, yeah. Which uh, is a shame. First season, you sort of get to know Vincent, played by uh, Ed Westwick. Uh, of, of the... Uh, Gossip Girl Goss- fame. Yep, indeed. Joe Thomas and James Buckley from uh, The Inbetweeners. Mm. And it's just, yeah, it's just a great, great cast. Like, some of the hijinks they get up to is hilarious. You know, you've got... Even, like, their boss, Tony. Of uh, Cache Windows. Yeah. Yeah. What's his surname? Tony... Oh, I couldn't remember um, right now. Shit. The W... I think it's a W sounding name. Walsh. Walshy. They call him Walshy. That's right. Tony Walsh. Walshy. Um, he's pissed funny because he's just got this incredibly short fuse <laughs> and just loses his shit at the drop of a hat. I think it's good as well, like, in regards to... It does, you know, give that mid-1980s when it's set sort of feel that back then it was more of a male-dominated sort of workforce. Because, yeah, well, his, his wife stays at home. She's a stay-at-home mum, pretty, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Vincent's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, because she, she ends up finding work, but she can't keep up because, yeah, the kids and Vincent being the dick that he is. She gets a job makes working... makes it hard for, hard for her. She gets a job working with the little prick. That's that's right. But yeah, no, I think it's extremely well done. Well, their salesmen selling double glazed windows and they're just 
fucking super dodgy, ripping old people off and shit like that to get these fucking like, double like glazed when, windows um, installed. Oh, what's his name? Fitzpatrick makes the bet with Lavender hmm. that he could sell someone the same windows he just sold them. <laughs> and he goes and does it to this lady and then tells her they're really, they're really dangerous. They've got a bad batch and they need to replace them. Puts the exact same windows back in. And then she's like, no, I don't like them. I want the old ones back. I don't like the look of them. And so, so he has to get the trade to, to take them out and put them back in again. Mm. And Lavender obviously was in a um, was in a band. He was a... Uh, spoilers, by the way, if you haven't watched it. But he was in a band and he left right before they had a big number one That's hit. right. Yeah. Yeah. The, he- uh, <laughs> one of my favorite jokes in the in the series was um, when he was at the, at the, at the award, some awards dinner thing. And he was talking to some lady and she's like, oh, I've never met an ex-musician before. And um, Fitzpatrick's like, well, he's not an ex-musician. He still knows how to play the instrument. He's a failed musician. People don't want him to listen. Don't want to listen to him play it or something like that. <laughs> Just really brutal. Mm. There are some great one-liners in it, though. Yeah, definitely. I think um, just on that note as well, because um, through looking through this, I actually found out that Ed Westwick was actually in um, a band called The Filthy Youth, um, which I think he was in just before, like, Gossip. He got, you know, famous from Gossip Girl and everything else. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, because I was reading up, and, and it's like, then we were inspired by The Rolling Stones, The Doors, and Kings of Land. I'm like, oh, I like all three of those bands. You know, I might, uh, I might go check them out. And so I put on one of their songs, one of the more popular, or one of the ones that were more popular for them. I was like, I just listened to one, and then I just kept doing other things, whatever. Totally forgot that I even put it on. I think about ten songs later, I realised that I wasn't actually listening to my Spotify playlist anymore. I'd just been going through a YouTube playlist of their band, and like there was nothing super, nothing super really special about the music. But at the same time, it wasn't crap. Like I, I could let it run for at least ten songs. And you went like, what the fuck and Yeah, it didn't be shit? like, what the fuck am I listening to? So, yeah. like, the, it was okay. It was okay. Actually, it wasn't that bad. No, that's, you know, and that's, you know, a sign of a, you know, not a great musician, but even just, you know, a decent musician. Mm. If it sounds good enough that you can forget that you're listening to it. Well, that's it. Yeah, it was good. It's Apparently, two, two of the songs from the band actually made it into um, episodes of Gossip Girl as well. Oh, nice. So, he got himself yeah, he plugged bit, himself in, in, little, his, little, in his own TV show. Plug. <laughs> Like, again, it's a great comedy series. There's a lot of really good jokes in it. A lot of good references to, you know, good 80s sort of stuff. Even the music in it. There's some really good 80s music in the series. Um, mm. The Little Prick, though, I don't even think he's his name, but the the guy they call, he calls The Little Prick. And you know, there's one bit where, I think it's in the second season, where Sam and him are at a dinner, at a dinner party. And she's like, I work for... That's the guy she works for. Yeah. 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 And then Vincent says something sort of smart arsy and the lady, the other lady at the dinner party is like, they don't see see eye to eye. And Vincent's like, yeah, because I'm three foot fucking taller than him. (laughs) (laughs) He just can't help but get his shots in. He also can't help but get his ending either. Yeah, it's true. He's uh, not very faithful to old Sam, is he? Yeah, which is is surprising because she's an attractive woman. Mm. And she's like she's got a good sense of humour and everything like that. She seems like a nice person. It is the mid eighties though. It is the mid eighties. Speaking of other white, to be fair, it, well, it's not really to be fair, but he does always choose Sam. In the end, he does. He also bangs his son's teacher. Got to do what you got to do. True. Does a lot of cocaine as well, which was obviously very big in, in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he does a fair bit of cocaine. <laughs> Thinking back on it. Probably unsafe amounts of cocaine. Yeah. 
you, you, you've seen the whole series, obviously. Yes. You know when Walsh goes out on his own after Vincent screws him out of the uh, business? Like the beginning of the second series. Yeah. yeah. W Windows. <laughs> Will Windows. Will Windows. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick rings him up and he's like, he's like, do you just do w- w- Windows or do you do d- 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 doors as well? <laughs> he's like, you, you daft fuck prick or something like that. And he like hangs up on him. And then he looks up and he sees him and he's pissed off and he starts chasing them. It's gold. Uh, he's good. Old thyroid. Um, also, going back to a little Will Smith connection here as well. Ooh. Um, this is one with Ed Westwick, but for his character of Chuck Bass in Gossip Girl. Um, as I know that both you and I have been subjected to it in the background whilst both of our wives have watched it. Correct. However, apparently Ed, we- Ed Westwick has uh, stated his portrayal of Chuck. Um, obviously, he needed to put on an American accent because he is from England. He actually based that off... Colton Banks from The Fresh Prince. There you go. Which I don't really say, but... <laughs> I don't say <laughs> if, if that's If that's where he got inspiration from, good for him. Good on him. Yeah, unfortunately, I was subjected to Gossip Girl. Even though I wasn't really paying that much attention, I still picked the way it was going to end. I still called it. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's an average show at best, in my opinion. It is. Although there was but a couple hey, episodes it's just Hil- one opinion. There was a couple of episodes where Hilary Duff came in it for a little while, and I was, I was a bit happy about, about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that? Oh, she's just she's just a really good actress, you know. Yep. She just you know really really speaks to me in in some way. So you'd be pretty pleased that Disney had picked up some new episodes of Lizzie McGuire. Oh, then. mate, it's great to see you know good actors getting their due again. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. No 100%. other reason. No other reason why I like her at all. I'm sure she's a very lovely girl, and that's probably another reason why you should probably like her. Trend. Oh, her personality, of course, mm. as well. Apart from that. Apart from that. Nothing else. Okay. No ulterior motive here. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I actually couldn't find anything either on, like, hard solid fact, whether or not it's going to get picked up for a third season. Yeah. It's, there's I no would like to see a third season, because I still have questions that haven't been answered. Yeah. And they did kind of leave it open for a third season. And if they don't... To, to be able... Shit. Well, I was going to shit, but they definitely left it open for a third one. Well, he's hoping they pick it up. You know what actually I think got me into it? I'm actually a little bit of a fan of uh, James Buckley, so I was Jay from Inbetweeners. Yeah. I watched, he was starting a show, there's only like three seasons of it, and I'm pretty sure the first season only had three episodes called Zapped. Right. Yeah, it's this weird concept of a show where he like worked in an office, gets delivered this device, and somehow he ends up being teleported into this like alternate dimension where like magic and shit is real. And yeah, he ends up like running in, going to this pub called The Jug and The Other Jug and becomes friends with like the bartender, um, this lady who thinks she's like a witch slash clairvoyant and this this other bloke who is just always feeling down his luck and a little bit pressed as well as um, an actual magician. And I guess on his quest to find his way back to, back to his own world, our world. Yeah. Um, no, it was actually, I actually quite enjoyed it. There you go. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the episode with um, Joe Thomas's character, Lavender, where he's tasked with pleasuring the tax lady to try and get mm. her off of Vincent's back, and then he ends up getting a tax bill out of it as well. 
That's funny. And I think also, so Fitzpatrick's character who lives in the shed out the back of his house because his ex left him because she decided that she's now a lesbian. Yeah, and, thyroid. Yeah, and teaches and just treats him like absolute shit. And he's it's just a horrible always- name, but <laughs> it is. She's and- a horrible person as well, though, so she deserves it. Yeah, he's just, yeah, literally out in the doghouse. Yeah, there on his ham radio. Yeah. I think ham radios in the 80s were a pretty big thing. Like, yeah. CV radios and shit, like, they were, they were the rage. Yeah, that's right, because he's like, he call, what is he, do you remember what he calls himself? The Widowmaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I, I was actually thinking about that, and I was like, I was like, is that like, like I know it's Widowmaker, not Widower Maker, but like, is that like a, a commentary on he wants to kill his wife, or he wants to kill himself, so he's a Widowmaker? Oh, oh wow. Like, wow. It's dark, Shit, but... It is. That is dark. We don't make also a spider, so who knows? Try it. Thank you, it is anyway. I could be getting confused with Black Widow there. You are getting confused with Black Widow. <laughs> Widowmaker is what they call, like, trees that, like, you know, when a tree falls down and it's hanging, or, like, it's leaning up against another tree and it's hanging, like, on an angle and you can walk under it. Mm-hmm. They call them Widowmakers because, like, you can fall on you and kill you. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I don't know if that's... the only, I'm sure there's other meanings of it, but... Well, you learn something new every day, Trent. It's true. And they say, if you don't, life's not worth living. Correct. Which is pretty fucking depressing. It is depressing. <laughs> um, I did like when him and Sam were going through the divorce and his son was like, you know, how to take it or whatever. And so Vincent's like, would a new Atari system make you feel better? And he's like, thanks, Dad. And just runs out like <laughs> stoked he's getting an Atari. She's like, the book says we're not meant to buy him stuff. I fuck the book and throws it in the bin. Yeah, he's a very he, he's a very harsh man, Vincent. He's, he's oh, he's, his, he's a total his way or the highway. Yeah, he's a total narcissist, hundred percent. Mm. Like he's he's a love to hate character. You would like watching it on TV. It's funny and you can enjoy it. But mm. if you knew him in real life, you'd be like, you are oh, a dead set you piece are of a shit, fucking dick. Yeah. He's also pointing out, I don't think we mentioned it, it's either that it is another one of those shows where uh, Vincent does break fourth wall and lets you know what's going on, what he's going to be doing about things and in certain situations. And what he's actually thinking. Yeah. Which isn't good. It doesn't justify it or make it any better anyway. No. But it lets you know why he's doing things. <laughs> oh, it sort of shows his justification, I guess, like why he thinks it's, it's okay. Because yeah, he's going to get something out of it. Pretty much. That's his only justification for anything. Yeah, pretty much. Self-preservation or financial gain. Hmm. Overall, I would... Ooh, yeah? Yeah. I would... Uh, you would... I'd give it... I'd give it four UPVC window frames out of five. Only yeah, the I'll, gi- I'll, give it, I'll give it four. Only because the second season's not as good. It isn't, unfortunately. But I, I, I do hope that... It will get pissed out for a third, and that hopefully is back to the standard that it was on the first series. Yeah, same. And I hope they like if they're going to end, if they're going to only going to do three series, make sure they give it like a really good ending. Mm. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Um, but with that, let's consult hats. Let's do it. I'll go first. Uh, we've got like this is the movie hat, Forrest Gump. <laughs> run, Forrest, run! All right. What have we got here? Uh, video game hat. Fallout game series. Nice. All right. So let's hope this is the TV hat. 
every time. <laughs> every we time. really need to label them. <laughs> we do need to label them. And we've got Futurama. Hang on. Did we just draw out three F things at once? I think we did. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, there you go. We'll try and replicate that next time. <laughs> See if we can get three in, things that can... Uh, tune in next time for when today's episode has been brought to you by the letter F. <laughs> uh, I'm totally going to use that again. That's good. Um, that's good. Oh, fuck yeah, future armor. Fuck yeah. That's uh, one of my first loves right there, Trent. Mate, I'm a big fan as well. Can confirm, better than Simpsons. That, that's incorrect, but we that's- can... We can debate that. Uh, well, you'll be wrong then, apparently, but yes, we can. Whatever, mate. Yeah, so in the meantime, check us out on all the socials. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all Pro- the usual. Probably, I mean, you can check us out on Twitter. Yeah. We need to get a bit more active in that space. We do need to get more active in the Twitter space. Check it out. Check it all out. And until next time. Check it out. Until next time, cop that.